Hello, 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 everyone. Thanks for listening to the, I mean, you haven't yet, but thanks for going to listen to the podcast. <laughs> what is it, episode 11, I think. I'm, I'm thinking of making a new series, actually. This might be series two, episode one. And to kick off that series, I've got me a special guest, drinking a bit of Fiji water, not sponsored, I'm sure, but here he is. Introduce yourself, player. That's how they do it in the Barrows. Uh, well, go on, everybody. Um, it's your boy from Stoke-on-Trent, ex-member of Take That, uh, which means I know Gary Barlow. Don't hit me up for anything. Everybody <laughs> tries. It's uh, Robbie Williams. Hey. Roberto Williams, as I live and breathe. How you doing, babes? You all right? I'm good. Roberto Williams. Yeah, do you like that? That could be your rap name. What would your rap name be? Uh, Bobby Billions. That's pretty good, and it's pretty immediate as well. You've had that planned out, have you? Yeah, a jab of the cut. <laughs> and then if I was going to be like a uh, like a cross-dressing rapper, Which I'd you be would, Rain yeah. Woody. You'd be Rain what? Woody. Rain Woody. <laughs> right. You want to you wanna save all those... Uh, you want to buy out all those website domains right now, just in case. Yeah. I, I think I'll, I, I, I do like quite the... I like the idea of Posh Ron as well. Posh Ron. But I think, but I think Bobby Billions is better. <laughs> Are you posh enough to be Posh Ron? Well, <clears throat> I'm nouveau riche. So, um, I mean, I'm posh as fuck now. Yeah. But I, I, I could be Posh Ron. I wasn't born uh, Posh Ron. You weren't I was posh more Jabba the Cut. Anyway, how are you doing? You look very handsome. Yeah. Is this going to be? Much. Is this going to be on a? Um, is are people listening to this or are they seeing us? I think I'm going to put it on Spotify, but I'm also going to put it on YouTube, on the YouTubes, and maybe a Facebook one, just so so people can see. Thank it. God, I, I'm the thinnest that I've been in fucking forever, right? And what's the point in being thin if people can't see it? I thought it was weird that you kept implying, making sure that we were definitely doing this on Zoom. You were like, it must be televised. I was like, why? Why? Well, they've got to see. They've got to see the cut jaw. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, because, yeah, the, this won't last for long. No. I know me. So uh, <laughs> there has to be a record, and you have to bear witness <laughs> the thinness. <laughs> but, yeah, I've been all right. I'm not, uh, I'm not minding lockdown so much. I mean, it's, it's easy enough over here. What's it like over there? Is it still pretty strict or are people? I mean, obviously, there's, like, the protests and stuff, but... I mean, are you are you sort of allowed out quite freely now, or what's the deal? No, not really. We were just about to be allowed out, um, and then the protests happened. Mm. On the day that you know we were supposed to be able to go out and go to shops, restaurants, beaches, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the the protest came, and then there was a curfew, so we had a curfew. Oh, really? I didn't for, know that. Yeah, from six o'clock in the evening till six o'clock in the morning. Um, and that's been every day. I know this podcast will be in the future. <laughs> but uh, right now, there is a curfew on in Los Angeles. Um, I haven't left the house. I haven't actually physically been out of the house for over three months. That's all right when you've got different wings, though, isn't it? Yeah, because <laughs> like if this goes on for like six months, I'll just move over to the West Wing <laughs> and, and be like, shit's new. This'll do. <laughs> um, 
Yes. But really, you haven't stepped outside of that, like apart from like the garden and stuff, you haven't left the house in three months. Yeah. That's crazy. But, mm, but I've been like a trainee agrophobic since, I'd say, I'd, I, I like to say 2006, but uh, oh, really? where have you gone? Yeah, I'd oh, like yeah. to say 2006, but it's probably been since 1991. <laughs> that was the year I was born. No way. It was, That's yeah. So weird. Well, uh, oh, I'm glad you're, you're sort of doing all right through lockdown, though. You know, you're losing a bit of weight, like you say. You're doing all right. You're, you're keeping keeping healthy, keeping fit. Well, what I'm doing is, what I'm doing is, I'm not eating until twelve o'clock in the uh, afternoon. Right. And uh, and then I'm not eating after five o'clock or half past five. Um, and people call this fasting. Right. I call it sleeping. <laughs> I don't actually get up until 12 anyway. So it's a genius. Yeah. It works itself out. All the hard stuff is done for you. I've, I yeah. find myself getting up like way earlier than before. I'm getting up at like 6.30 most days now. And I was getting up at about at, at earliest nine. And now I'm getting up and I'm having a pretty full day now. Well, that's uh, that's proper grown-up man time for getting. Yeah, up. maybe it's, it's. I'm like I'm nearly thirty, and I think when I hit that, it will just be like. Right, right, right. Have you got a job that makes you do adult o'clock? No, no, I'm freelance, so I just sort of like operate on my own time, I guess. But I just I figured out that if Why I would do you choose to operate on that time, because <laughs> if I get it done earlier, then I can drink earlier on in the day. I think that's my my main sort of positive. This, this, this is what happened to me. Uh, I jo joined Take That when I was 16. I, I still think that's and, mad. Yeah, I auditioned when I was 15. And when uh, you, I, I joined them and then became an entertainer, musician, songwriter, or whatever it is. And then I went into like musician hours I yeah. never came out of musician hours. <laughs> and then when the, when the first child came, of which I have four, when Teddy came, I was so scared <clears throat> about me getting to bed so late that I started taking sleeping tablets. Right. And then, unfortunately, I got addicted to the sleeping tablets and had to wean myself off them. And that was a shocker. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> since then, I've just come to terms with the fact that I am a night owl. And that's what I am. And, um, you know, I, and I need my sleep because of my mental health. Mm. So when I get to sleep is when I get to sleep. I've got a bit of vampiric uh, sleeping style. Yeah, hang um, upside down. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I hang upside down, can't stand garlic. <laughs> I've always said that about you. That's what if yeah. people ask me about you, that's what I say. Doesn't like garlic. Doesn't like garlic. Won't touch yeah. it. Um, so yeah, I guess not a lot of people would probably know um, outside of uh, the actual battle rap like people that uh, that you're a bit of a battle rap fan and that you've been you've been watching for quite some time. When when did that start? What was what was that whole like journey? How did that begin? <clears throat> I'm not really sure. I'm. In my head, it's the Mark Grist teacher raps against when that's the last Blizzard. Blizzard, yeah. Um, 
But I, I don't know if that is actually the truth. It, I think I saw a few things and then I was like, oh yeah, that, the, 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 the teacher rapping against the lad, I think I saw a year previous. Well, I think Either I remember which you, way. I think well, I remember seeing your, you have like a little blog went out when you were ill, uh, saying that you had been watching some O'Shea. Um, the Liverpudlian guy, and I, I think I remember seeing that back in 2013, which was about, yeah, about, I think that was probably a year, the year difference between it or something. I think either which way, I can't remember, but I, can, I kind of can remember the sort of like Uno Lavos, yeah, O'Shea, um, Lunacy. Well, though, though, then lunacy came, right. didn't he? Yeah, I th I, well, yeah, he was, he was, I guess, after O'Shea started and stuff. Yeah, he was, I can't remember when, I think about 2011, 2010. So uh, I got like um, lunacy, Ogminos, Ogmios. Yeah. Um, uh, villain. Yeah. Um, you know that that was kind of like I would I would call them the golden years for sure. don't flop, Uno Labos Lunacy uh, and Pedro yeah you guys uh, Shotty um, I'm just I'm just shouting out the ones I remember <laughs> I can't remember where I didn't know don't flop and then I knew don't flop I just knew that I was totally in. Can you remember what it was about and, it? Well, for me to explain that, look, the, long, the condensed version of this story is when I was eight or nine, my sister bought me two albums for my birthday. One was Pink Floyd, The Wall, mm -hmm. and one was this um, uh, album called Electro One, which was a basically, now that's what I call music, but for hip hop. Right. And this was in 1983. And I put on Pink Floyd and it was just like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and then I put on Electro One and just went, what the fuck is I, this is me. Yeah. I love this. And so began my journey into hip hop. And um, which, was, which was my thing that wasn't commercial, that not many other people knew about. I was getting these songs um, at an early age on a tape yeah. and they were coming from Brooklyn and not many people knew that they existed and um, I loved it. Anyway, that was the chrysalis of where I started with my musical love for hip hop and right. rap and everything to do with it. And then jump jump forward 20 years. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to be looking for a rap battle and wordsmiths <laughs> and uh, people that inspire me and uh, people that make me laugh and people that make me think. And um, also, I'm really proud when the UK do something that America gives us and do it really well. Right. Um, so... Uh, don't flop was was that I also loved the <clears throat> the characters that were around it. Yeah, you'd be like, what the fuck's a Mickey Worthless, <laughs> and why why is everybody laughing at him but with him? 
I don't, I need to get, I need to understand the joke. Yeah. You know. I think that was, uh, was, was, was like the characters felt, I think it was actually Mickey Worthings who said this once on a, um, on a, on a documentary or an interview once when he was saying like, there was a point where it felt kind of like it was Tekken or like a fighting game, where like everyone had their own special moves and like this guy was the funny guy, this guy was the aggressive guy, blah, 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 and things like that. And then it was just like, it was kind of like watching a soap opera and playing a game and watching boxing and wrestling sort of all at once. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it was kind as, of magical. As a, as a fan, as a fan, I, I totally, I totally get that. You know, it's like I wanted to. Then I'd go onto the forum to find out more about these characters. And the soap <laughs> opera of Don't Flop was very um, interesting and entertaining. And then you hear about who Body Bagnall is, yeah, and Kruger is, and uh, and um, <clears throat> and then. Unfortunately, it decimated, which yeah. um, I've got to say, because like, as a fan also, I was looking at it. If now, because I've got more of a business head about me now, you know, since yeah. I've had the kids, I want to have my fingers in lots of pies. And since I live in America, where it's in England, you go, I just do the singing and that's it. <laughs> and in America, they go, hey, man. Why don't we build a rocket ship and go to Mars? And why not? And then you sort of like have Justin Bieber's rocket ship. You know, I've kind of been instilled with a bit of that now. Yeah. And uh, I think if it was me now, I'd take that, I'd come in and go, can I invest in this and can we make it bigger? Because <clears throat> I'm watching it and also I'm a sober guy. And I'm watching people like O'Shea forget their lines and, you know, to be mercurial, the adult to, to brat or whatever the footballer is, you know, is sort of like turns up and just fucking absolutely kills it or just fucking turns up and talks gibberish because his brain can't work, <laughs> you know. And I was just thinking, <clears throat> it just needs a bit of guidance, this whole setup. Sure because something with that kind of energy and power exists on a very, very short fuse. And of course, in the end, it burnt itself out. Sure, I don't mean, I think it's one of those tricky things where like the part of the anarchic sort of feel to it was part of the, the quality in a lot of ways. So it was like, there wasn't always that much control. It was kind of like going along and figuring itself out as it was going. So. It's a tricky one, but I mean, you know, there's still loads of battle up in the UK, and Don't Flop is still going, and you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things still happening. It's just not quite at the same same place as what it was before. But um, yeah, it caught caught a moment though, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It had an amazing moment. It had an amazing moment. Mm. Yeah, it must have been. It must have felt like you were in the centre of the world. Yeah, it, it. I think it felt like a lot of the time at that point it was just bubbling under the surface and ready to like explode. And it kind of felt like that for like quite a few years on the trot. I remember, you know, th things were going viral, if you want, you know, like we had some battles that were going viral because it was, you know, teacher versus student, but there was also some battles that were going viral just because they were just really good and, and people just wanted to watch them and were getting into it. And that's when it felt like maybe there was something that could happen where, I don't know if TV was ever like 
it was definitely talked about, but I don't know if it was ever seriously, you know, considered, but it, it really felt like it could get to that point. But let me ask you a question. Go ahead. What do you, what do you wish would have happened? See, I don't really know is the answer to that. Like, even at the time I was thinking this, that, you know, if it went on TV, would that be a good or bad thing? Because the censorship issue would be so, so huge. Like, it would kind of take away some of the soul of what we were talking about because certain things would become taboo. And so then Battle Rap loses kind of its spark of being able to say anything that you want. Um, but, you know, it would have been good for it to have maybe just... I, th I think what would have been great is if it kind of stayed online and it's sort of presence that it had, but it was just able to do sort of like more festivals. There were a few festivals that got played. I would have loved to have seen some more of those going down and, you know, more tense at Latitude and big sort of festivals like that. I think that would have been where it sat really comfortably um, with a big, you know, ever growing, steady growing audience, just like a live, live band does, you know, just sort of in the, more in that way. I think that would have been just really amazing kind of like what you know basically what they've got in um in the states with url which is just an amazingly huge um company and business they've got you know thousands of people coming to shows and in the philippines they've got it as well um i think maybe it was just one of those things where it didn't have you been to the philippines to do, I've, to do I've never been no uh, there there have been a couple of people go out there but most of the time they um they wrap in i think it's tagalog or tagalog um, but the Philippines is the biggest um, battle rap culture in the world. Like it's bigger than the States in terms of the viewers wow. and the people that go there. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so, and it's so like, obviously I'm watching it. I can't understand it, but the energy in the room is so incredible, like an electric and they have it in these stadiums and things like that. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it, it looks amazing. Stadiums. Yeah, I think there was a, I think there was a couple of battle raps in the same place where Manny Pacquiao was fighting, like a proper big stadium style thing. It's massive over there. They get yeah, huge, huge business. Um, we're hoping to get um, someone from over there on the on the show soon, actually, to talk about the differences between it. Um, wow. But yeah, it's it's amazing. It's it's a huge. I huge did thing not. I did not know that. Yeah, it's massive. It's it's really cool. Um, Who's yeah. your favourite battle rapper? My favourite battle rapper ever. Mm -hmm. It's um, it's between a few people. So there's Kruger, <clears throat> there's Soul from Scotland, uh, there's Bender from Canada who sadly passed away, um, and there's Pat Stay from Canada as well. They're probably my top four, I would say. Isn't Pat Stay like the aggressive he's sort of like middle-aged man he's, <laughs> he's sort of like he's the joker he's like he's, he's kind of aggressive but he's jokey at the same time he's like a sort of nice bully in a weird way he's like the bully you kind of get along with at school you could just you could just about getting along with him but yeah they're they're, they're all my favorite i think it's because most of the time they have like a good blend of comedy mixed in with you know being able to get away with the aggression and also just like the complexity of the rhymes is something I'm pretty obsessed with. And they're all, they're all like the kings of that. Um, yeah, the complexity is like, <clears throat> for me, what was happening with me, I, I, I wrote, I write so many songs for my albums. Yeah. I guess I'd 
I'd burnt myself out with the heavy entertainment show, which was the not, I, I just put our Christmas album, but before the Christmas album, I had heavy entertainment show. I wrote like 60 or 70 songs for that. And That's mad. I've, I've put out 13 studio albums. So if you think about that kind of output for each album, um, how many songs that I've written, there was a point where I just had complete burnout. I couldn't generate any rhymes or anything that I was happy with or anything that meant anything or anything that was funny enough. So I decided that I'd stopped writing songs. That's what happened. I'd say, I've stopped now. I've stopped now, which I do. I do these, I do these absolutes, which yeah. I have to, which I have to embody. I think it's part of the process. But before I was done now, I got hold of you and I got hold of Harry Baker because I thought I'm going to need some help here. Um, <clears throat> anyway, we didn't manage to go to the studio yet. We oh, yeah. will do. Um, but uh, the thing that I've been blessed with, with this coronavirus happening, is which I wouldn't have done because instead of writing songs, I was going to be a professional golfer. That's what I was <laughs> going to be. It's like, it's like Space Jam. Now. You're yeah, like Michael Jordan in be... Space Jam. Ex exactly. <laughs> anyway, I haven't been done with writing. I I've written 25 songs in the last three weeks just, boom, 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 boom. just after you got the um the advanced rhyming dictionary what a coincidence yeah yeah no nothing 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 to do with that a bit weird but anyway carry on um <laughs> no that's amazing though 24 songs in in that short of time is pretty crazy. is that is that like what you're used to would you expect to just bang out also i mean like when you say you've written 20 20 odd songs like is that, how much of that is piecing together just like a bunch of ideas from different sort of like things that you've been thinking about for years and how much of it is sitting down and going, right, I'm gonna come up with one song from start to finish, I'm gonna write it now. Okay, well, I, I have, when I say writing songs, I have various friends that send me instrumentals yeah. that I sing my melodies and lyrics over the top. So that's what I've done 25 of in the last three weeks. Mm. Uh, I also, on my MacBook, have notes. And in my notes, I've got page after page after page after page of things that I've written down that I've heard people say. Right. right? Now, for example, my song, Feel. Are you yeah. familiar with my song, Feel? Of course. Okay. So, um, I Don't Want to Die. Uh, no, come and hold my hand. I want to contact the living, right? Come and hold my hand. I want to contact the living. The joke is the comedian walks on stage and um, uh, he's not doing very well and he'll go to himself more than anything. Bloody hell, I need to contact the living here. Anybody out there? Right, right, right. That's, that's, that's the gag from the 70s that I know that my dad does. Coming on my hand, I want to contact the living. Not sure I understand this role I've been given. I sit and talk to God, he just laughs at my plans. I sit and talk to God, he just laughs at my plans. This is, this is all AA speak, 
right? Right. This is all stuff that I've heard and jotted down in AA. Uh, I sit and talk to God, you know, the saying is, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Oh, okay. Well, if you want to make God, uh, <clears throat> I don't want to die, but I'm not keen on living either. I heard somebody say that in a share in AA. I'm not really. Don't want that. Yeah. So people sort of speak poetry all the time. Poetry of you the everyday, yeah. Poetry of the, the everyday, and that's what I do, I suppose. I've always got 5% of me that's, that's listening, that's a sleeping bot, you know, <laughs> that's listening to things that people say, finding them interesting, and then jotting them down. Um, as it happens, even when I decided that I was never going to write a song again, I still kept a list of things that I was interested right. in or piqued my curiosity. And, um, and then for the last, I, I, it's just been so joyous, literally. I know that's a big word, but it has. I've just been like, wow. All of a sudden, I kind of believe that I'm the lyricist that I always wanted to be. Um, and it's only just happened and I'm 46 and I've had 13, 12 or 13 albums out. So <laughs> it's happening now, folks. It's happening now. It's finally all sunk in. <laughs> yeah, just, just in time for, you know, the people to leave my career and, you know, go fallow for a bit where you do that bit where, you know, oh, that bit just before... I, I'm in that bit after Christmas and just before New Year. And then I'm <laughs> that bit where I'm just like twiddling my thumbs, waiting for that moment where you're sort of like on the legend spot at Glastonbury. And they go, oh, yeah, I'm glad he's not dead. <laughs> That's where I'm <clears throat> So um, I have a, a bunch of notes. First ones that I open here. Explaining to people that won't understand. Too young to understand, but old enough to feel the pain. Uh, weary from the weight. The shame of what I should have done lays heavy. These are just all things that kick in and yeah. serve as place notes for me to jump from lily pad to lily pad to lily pad. And then hopefully by the end of it, I've created a lovely pond. <laughs> So when, when it comes time to contextualize that stuff into an actual, you know, the lyrics of a song, how conscious are you of like the rhyming specifically? Like that, that's kind of like a, I mean, obviously songs don't have to rhyme, but it's, it's the kind of go-to in a song, isn't it? It's like, it's, it's kind of a constant. So how do you sort of like, I, I guess what I'm asking is that in, in battle rap or rap, you know, a lot of focus is put on the complexity of the of the rhyme, but in in traditional songwriting, that's not as much of a like. It doesn't have to, you know, have these long sort of multisyllabic strings. It's more about sort of being plain in a nice way, you know, poetically plain. And since you're doing that sort of, you know, the the poetry of the everyday, what what's like the process that goes into connecting those things via rhyme? Uh. Or is there one? I always, I always love. I always love when I've written something that didn't need to rhyme. Right. And it's 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 always at the end of a verse, 
or it's a, or or it's in a pre-chorus, and I I don't know or notice that it hasn't rhymed until I'm listening back to it and going, oh, I didn't have to rhyme June, Moon, and Spoon. Yeah. That's interesting. That bit. Why doesn't that bit have to rhyme, but everything else do, did? That's interesting. That is interesting for me, anyway. Um. So. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I'm. What was the? What is the question? Well, I guess I like, understand. are you conscious of like wh when it comes to organising these things into lyrics, these ideas? Is there a part of you that's like, right, okay, now I've got to rhyme them, and that's like a conscious process that you go through. And is that a simple thing to do, or is that a tricky thing to do? It can be simple, or it can be tricky, and the gods decide. Really, some songs i mean I, I i've i've i can sometimes i can hear an instrumental mm. i've never heard it before i start singing and i can finish a whole song verse pre-chorus chorus verse pre-chorus chorus middle eight chorus chorus out in one go in one take and there's songs of mine that i that exist that I did that off the top of, off the dome, son. <laughs> off the fucking He's dome, so son. And then there's like other songs that take 18 months to complete. Right. You know, like, like believe it or believe it not. <laughs> the fucking, excuse my language, that but the, the, um, it was, it, we, we had to record something that was called Rock DJ that day, or it wasn't going to make it on the album. And it had really? sat there for 18 months. And every time I'd attacked it, every time I'd attacked that lyric and that melody, I hated myself for what I was producing. Really? Yeah, because, you know, I have a knowledge and understanding. I think it's the first time that I realized Hey, I haven't got any flow. I've got no flow. I come to the flow factory. No, no oh, fuck. Yeah. And this is, this is what I've trained for. This has been, I have been a student of this. Why can't I do this? In the end, the last, the, the, it was like the day of recording, then it was going to be mixed, then it was going to be put on the album. So I had to go, 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 go. Oh, me with the floor show, kicking with your toes. So girls getting high and the girls even more so. I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? But it worked, yeah. you know, <laughs> it worked. Um, so what I'm saying is sometimes it comes so fresh and so easy and then sometimes it absolutely doesn't. And it takes an age to craft something because you've got a mental block. Yeah. Uh, or something stopping you from fulfilling the task. Is that an answer to the question? Yeah, definitely. I, th I, think, I, I think I know what you mean. I think I've probably felt it myself. Not, not necessarily in the same way or for the same length of time, but... I mean, even when I was doing like stand up, for example, which is, you know, quite a different thing. But when I was doing stand up and I was coming up with like one liners, 
I remember sometimes you go like, you know, kind of similar to what you're saying. Sometimes I just hear someone say something in a certain way and you realize that it's got a double meaning and then the joke's basically done for you. And other times you sit down and be like, right, I'm going to write some jokes. And then you realize that you need something to kind of reach out to you more than you reach out to it. You kind of need to be in a certain did zone. Find, did you find that it overpowered your mind and there was a little bit of mania concerning, okay, I'm going to be a comedian now and it completely possessed your waking hours? <sighs> no. I've, I I didn't, and and that's probably why I stopped doing it. But I did find that with with um, the multisyllabic rhymes. That that's basically how I feel with 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 the rhymes that I do now. I feel that mania where it's just like it's constant, and it's a constant need to like prove myself to myself and to others, and come up with you know. Don't the you most find that exhausting? Thing. Don't you find that exhausting? Yeah, yeah, it's knackering because yeah. It's sort of like it, 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 it makes me do stupid things like it, it makes me come out of, you know, special moments that I'm having with people and write things down so that I make sure I don't forget them and, you know, spend hours sat at the computer just trying to come up with things and, you know, things that, well, habits that probably aren't thing. really healthy. Here's the thing, like with sports, if you were an athlete, mm. there's only so far you can run. Yeah, there's only there's only so far you can throw. And there's only so long, they've got 90 minutes to play that game of football. Yeah. With this that you're doing, you've got limited, limitless amount of times in your brain. Yeah. And this is, this is where I found myself when I decided I couldn't write anything anymore. I'd broken my computer. Right. You know, I'd broken my computer. I'd, I'd, it, it started to be, what was this? glorious, fast-thinking machine, uh, processing information, grabbing bits of words and then turning yeah. them into prose, all of a sudden now was turning into a bit of a jalopy because of, of how much I'd used it. Right. So, and, and it's, it's, really, it's really tiring. And it, I think it can depress you too. I think it if can. You, if yeah. you keep going, if you keep going to the well, and then the the well runs dry. I think maybe maybe the difference is that like, I mean, I I, I do like I, I'm instructed by my girlfriend to to like take days off of doing it sometimes now because I end up just like tiring myself out a bit. So I kind of do have like the odd day. But I mean obviously you're still doing it in your brain. I'm just sort of like not on a screen doing it or whatever or, or writing things down. But I I, I think like the, the desire to be able to I don't know reach a bigger audience or you know create something that I'm you know incredibly proud of. I I don't think I've necessarily hit you know a certain peak yet. And so I think that's the kind of thing that means that I'm not slowing down necessarily i think i've got an urge to keep going until i reach a certain standard and i think that's probably when i'll start to plateau that's what i think anyway i'm hoping mm -hmm. i don't think uh, <laughs> the plateau just ever rises yeah you find a new mountaintop and you find new inspiration and a new reason for doing things and a new place to go uh, <clears throat> yeah um you know my my yeah, I, I've 
I've found a new mountaintop that I need to walk up to at 46. You, you can't, you find a brand new carrot with a longer stick and you just keep walking and trudging towards it. And it's vital that you do. I think the, the, the finding the balance is only something that you can learn how to have when you've burnt all your balancing sticks and you've fucked them and right. you realize that there has to be some kind of balance. Yeah. But it's, it's progress, not perfection. And it's something that I'm constantly trying to figure out how to get right. Mm. You know, but you, you're on your way to the dream, right? Well, fingers crossed. Yeah. That's where I'm aiming. Yeah. What is your dream? Well, I guess it's kind of vague. It's kind of ethereal. It's more just sort of like to, to be able to make a living comfortably off of writing is ultimately my, my goal. I think like, I don't, I don't have to necessarily reach any kind of fame. I don't necessarily desire for anything like that or, you know, you know, any serious amount of money. I'd be pretty happy on a, on a pretty standard, you know, whatever the average living wage is. I think, I think I just want to be able to comfortably live doing what I love as a job and have the respect that comes with that and, and, and be known as someone who is, who is the person you go to for that. That's kind of what I want. I want to be known as the person. So have you got plan A, B, C, D and E? I don't have any plan other than plan A. I don't. Well, plan, plan A can have offshoots. It can have branches. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, I guess there's, there's other things I do. Like I, I write comedy sketches and I write, you know, pilots for sitcoms and I do other things that involve writing. But the main well, thing. Here's the thing what I think for you, right? Is Go that on. you're obviously majorly talented as British people, uh, we're not very good at taking compliments, so you don't have to take compliments. You're majorly talented, got an incredible charm, and you've got a fascinating mind. I think the only thing that would stop you from ever, anything happening is not having the right key to the right door. That's it. Mm. You know, for me, where I want to go, you know, I know it takes having the right key for the right door. So... I know I have options because of what my career has afforded me, but I've, I've got so many plans in the offing right now. Maybe I've got too many plans, but I, I know that that one key unlocks another door for me mm. to take me to the next place that I want to go. And it sounds like your plan, what is your plan A? I don't mean the end is like, right, okay. It's sketches, it's battle rap, it's well comedy it's it's mainly it's i mean i guess it's sort of it's writing for writing rap for a living i I don't really know what exact picture i have of that i don't know whether that's me performing it i don't know if it's me writing it for other people i don't know if it's coaching i don't know what it is i don't know if it's writing the dictionary you know another dictionary or whatever but it's it's certainly utilizing that skill um, where's, the, where's the market for that though isn't that incredibly incredibly niche yeah yeah it is really but 
I'm not unless a good marketer. You, unless you create something that makes it not niche. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think, <clears throat> dream bigger. Out. Yeah, dream, gums fucking out, Uncle Rob's <laughs> here, with the wisdom. Listen to this song, right? <laughs> I think your dream needs to be bigger. I think, you know, I, 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 see, I, I see what you're trying to do and make, but I, I think you need to throw the net out even further. You, you're going to need to create a need for that. Where is the need for that? Who needs that? Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm, you know, I'm... Who, who, needs, who needs to be taught battle rap? You could do with a few lessons, mate. Fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I could. Yes, you're right. But, you know, who, who is that? I'm, I'm few and far between. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I th I, you know, I, th I think it's one of those things where I'm not... I, you know, I'm doing things like that now. I'm doing a bit of coaching and a bit of this and a bit of that. And I guess, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a terribly large market for, for me to sort of live off. But I don't know. I've always been a bit fracturous with, with the way that I see my future. I'm not entirely sure. I just know the vague sort of like end goal is to do something with writing this kind of, this kind of thing that I love writing and somehow make a living off it. I don't really know what the exact, you know, intricacies of it are. I don't know if maybe one day I'll just, you know, turn the TV on and see something that makes perfect sense and then I'll realise what I need to do or whether it's something that I need to, you know, a niche I need to carve myself. There you go. Uh, the niche somehow. I need to carve, the niche I need to carve myself. That, that time employed figuring out the multis and all of that business in your mind and you know leave some space and time to go okay what is the idea what is how am i gonna you know i'll i'll help i'll help you with the idea you know i'm businessman you know <laughs> so if you if you come up with something that excites me i can help you i'm i'm a contact but um you know i, I i'm listening to your words and it, it, they seem vague. It seems vague. Yeah. You know, I, I don't mean for this all of a sudden to be therapy or to make, <laughs> you feel, to make you feel uncomfortable. I just know what was lacking for me for most of my career. And my career, God bless it, fucking Stella, is Stella. Um, but there's so much more that I could have done. You yeah. know, basically, look, you take Kanye West, fucking genius. His genius is his madness, and yeah. his madness is beauty, and his madness is incredibly creative. And he said, he spoke these words, and it happened. Mm. You know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. He's 27 million in debt, now he's a billionaire. Yeah. You know, just by speaking the words and having this unshakable mental belief, you know? And I, I think that you need to employ some Kanye about yourself. A little bit of Kanye. 
need a bit of Kanye, yeah. Or, or you don't, or you, or you, you don't need your dream to be that big. I think, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I'm not someone who would necessarily, like I said, I don't, I don't really have any drive to reach any kind of like superstardom or something, but. I'm not talking, I'm not talking about superstardom. Superstardom is not what I'm talking about. You don't even have to be known. You know, you don't even have to be famous, famous. Mm. Uh, you know, you could be the business guy that nobody knows that has that yacht. <laughs> you don't even need that yacht. Well, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I, 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 I'm, I'm saying it's all ideas and you, you have a genius. Your creativity is genius. Don't limit yourself to small thinking. I myself have limited myself to small thinking. Mm. Now I'm not, is all I'm saying. I know what you mean. Need a bit of focus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've achieved everything that I've achieved. And I think that my thinking has been small. I need to broaden my thinking and allow myself the possibility to achieve some form of greatness, whether that be greatness with my spirituality or my mind or whether my greatness is in underpants <laughs> <laughs> or the rocket ship to Mars that I was talking about earlier. You know, there is a wealth of possibilities out there for us to strive towards. And I know that I'm speaking from a position of, I knock on doors and the doors open just by virtue of this mm. face and this name. But um, if everybody thought that, no one would get anywhere. What do you think you would have changed then, looking back like over your career, not, not like the whole of it, I guess, you know, from start to finish, because you were so young when you started and, but I mean, what about when you look over the last, you know, couple of decades, for example, what, what do you think that you would have, you would have edited now if you could go back and make those changes? I wouldn't have put Rudebox out as the first <laughs> single from the album Rudebox. I, I genuinely wouldn't have done that. That wouldn't have happened. Um, my career would look a lot different right now. I have a, I have a wonderful career, don't get me wrong. But like I wrote Rudebox, and was like, uh, hee, 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 this is silly. People are going to get it. You know, it's, it's just silly. And, uh, and everybody went, this is fucking silly. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's supposed to be silly. I wanted you to laugh with me. I don't know. Um, but what I wish I'd have known, which is a very, very British way of looking at things. Um, is that like I, I used to I used to think when I saw artists acting in films mm. and they were singers, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stay in your lane, Bucko. Yeah, what are you doing over there? Don't be don't be a dick. <laughs> you know, that's and that's a very British mentality, is like, this is what I do, this yeah. is the box that I'm in. And it's really cool. 
And uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to go over there and do that. Why would I do that? I've got my lane. <laughs> if I'd have understood that any lane could be mine. Yeah. Um, I think my perspective would have suited me better and would have been um, a more creative place to enjoy and entertain the thoughts that maybe there's even more out there. Mm. And I don't, I, don't ev I don't mean even more money. I just mean, like I've got a garage full of art downstairs, my art, you know, and I'll do an exhibition at some point. What I didn't realize that this creative energy that you have, you can shine it in any corner right. that takes your fancy. Because that, that's, that's what exists in your soul and in your person. You know, you can take that and then shine it on a, on a hoodie and a pair of tracky bottoms, make your own. You yeah. can shine over there and you can take some acrylic paint, make your own. You know, that, that kind of, yeah. or take a, take a snapback, make your own. Uh, or a house, mm. make your own. You know, it, once you have the ability to create and be creative, don't limit yourself because everything is an opportunity. The world, the world is a blank canvas, mm. you know, and you can, nice. you can spray all of your thoughts onto it. But I think that's what I'm trying to say to you is just, don't limit yourself to this place when you, have the, yeah. Yeah. when you have the ability to create beauty and magnificence for yourself too. So when I say this, I'm not really talking about a monetary aspect or fame. I'm just thinking about worthy outlets for your own brilliance. That's it. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to explore more worthy outlets for my own brilliance. And I'm going to send you them via yeah, email. So, yeah, so, so I've explored them. And then I'll just send <laughs> an email back going, that's wank. <laughs> <laughs> Forget I said anything, mate. Yeah, no. Go back to the battles and the coaching. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, nice. I, suppose, I suppose what I'm trying to transfer as I'm talking to you is I'm trying to tell it to me too. Right. You know, because we are, <clears throat> we are, we live in a shaming society. Sure. Where, who are you trying to be? Yeah. And I think when that goes into your, compu your computer at a very early age, that's what your computer becomes about. Who yeah. are you trying to be? How dare you? How dare you stick your head above the, the, the pulpit? How dare you say, I can? How dare you think you're good? You know, and I, I think it sort of can shame you into a box where you don't realize that you're part of the whole fucking Rubik's Cube. God, America is rubbing off on you, mate. Yeah, man. <laughs> No, I like yeah. it. I'm just, I'm just thinking thoughts out loud as I'm processing my own journey on the planet. And uh, I sort of get excited about 
opportunity. I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think that's 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 good. That's a good. That's a good. Um, good bit of advice there. It's something I'm going to take on board as well. I need to uh, just explore a bit more, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Have a bit more confidence in it. Yeah, because like I, I sort of like had this idea that's completely outside of my wheelhouse and it's called i mean i won't i won't spit the idea out there into the universe but it's it, it's it's called house nanny and um would you like the opportunity where you live in your house to cut your bills uh would you like the opportunity to cut your bills by 15 to 20 percent yeah i i can do that for you <laughs> <laughs> I could do that for you. I figured out. I figured it out. Yeah. Is that is that supposed to be in my wheelhouse? <laughs> no, I doubt it. Exactly. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. I left schools. I left school with no GCSEs. The highest thing that I got was a D. Yet I have serious people taking my idea very seriously. Yeah. And that shouldn't be, that shouldn't have been the path that, where, that, that I walked down. So it's just taking that creative moment and shine it in, in corners that you didn't expect to be able to shine them into. Anyway, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm preaching. I, I no, don't mean good. to do that. I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm excited about opportunity and I'm excited for you because you have genius. I just don't want you to limit yourself. I'll try not to. I will. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think that's uh, that's probably a pretty good note to uh, to leave it on, if that's cool. Uh, No, let's do some more because I can't (laughs) now go away feeling shame of thinking. Did I just preach there? No, that's beautiful. I I genuinely, I I think it's I think it's a lot of. Really good information. I think a lot of people take a lot away from that. Genuinely. I, I think I think in the comments section of that there'll be a lot of well, it's all right for you. You know. Uh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> and if you if you have that mindset, you won't reap anything. You know. Yeah. It's all right for everybody. You have to you have to make the door, then kick that door down and um go get yours yeah absolutely have i been mental you're always mental good (laughs) good good i'm glad the first bit is you have to be a bit mental too so (laughs) there's the t-shirt be a bit mental (laughs) and and when i did that with my nose right i'm not i'm not doing cocaine okay right for a long, long time. Because there was a mirror uh, just under your, under the screen. Is that not, that's unrelated, is it? Compl- the white powder, <laughs> the mirror, and the razor blade is completely unrelated. Got it, Got it. right. Anything that I have an addiction towards, it's an art installation. <laughs> and my art installation is very smelly. Can we do this again? Yes, please. 
I think we should. Okay. It'd be good. Okay. Are you coming back to England after this? Probably, yeah. Beautiful. Well, we can maybe do it in person next time. I'll I'll send you some of these tunes that I've been working on. Yeah, that'd be good. I'd love to listen. So you could bear witness to this newfound genius. <laughs> I'll send you some of mine. Yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, do that. Please do that. We'll have a little sharing okay. sesh. Okay, peace, peace, my brother. Yeah, all right. Love you, mate. Catch you soon. Love to love. Bye. Bye-bye. Right,